0: On this week's episode of The Fizz, Channy, football, and I hang out without ice-cold lu who is enjoying the fine beaches of Mexico, but that doesn't mean we don't talk about one of his darkest college memories, which leads us down a terrible path of shit bandits in college. You'll just have to listen to understand what I'm talking about. After that, we talk a little Ben Johnson, we go all in on the Super Bowl, we do a Red Wings recap, Channy complains about the Pistons, and then we can close with over under. But before we get into all of that, I have to tell you about our amazing sponsor, which is Michigan Made Vosa. Vosa is a ready-to-drink vodka beverage that is sold in stores all over Michigan as it was made in the Mitten State. If you guys like flavor vodka without a lot of without carbonation, with light flavoring, you're gonna want to try their vodka waters. But if you do like carbonation, you like a little more flavoring, a little more sweetness, and a higher alcohol by volume, give their Highline a try. Vosa, like I said, made here in Michigan, owned by the Kate Upton. Wonderful brand, always sponsors the Fizz and Champagne Athletics. Vosa is finely crafted and perfectly mixed. Vosa, enjoy the finer things. But now, let's get into the Fizz. hello and welcome to episode 140 of the fizz thank you all for being here i am with the main man channy football to my left how we doing chan
1: we're doing great man super bowl week a little less excitement than normal but we're here we're ready couldn't agree more
0: uh we are here who is not here is ice cold Rulu. He is on the beaches of Mexico enjoying vacation in Cabo.
1: Rumor has it. We will hear from him though. Later in the podcast, that's the
0: word on the street. Is he Cabo or Cancun Cabo? Got it. Okay. I did have that right. Um, You know what I was thinking, too, is, like, if the Lions would have made the Super Bowl and he was just, like, missing this one, like, we would have made it. He's gone at this point. Yeah, he's He's gone at that point. Yeah, he sent me a snap of him, like, chugging uh, a margarita at, like, 9 a.m., which I think is, like, 6 a.m. Mexico time.
1: Well, I will one-up you with that. Our buddy that watched the Lions game with me last week, his father-in-law actually planned a Disney trip. For Super Bowl weekend, and he was okay with it because he didn't think the Lions were going to make the Super Bowl. So when they were up last week, he was kind of freaking out how he was going to have to be in Disney World during the Lions' first Super Bowl. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, what a weird dilemma. Very weird dilemma. He's like, it didn't really occur to me. He's like, it was before the season. I never thought they'd get there, but
0: well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because in the back of my head, I have uh, a pretty lengthy trip. Plan for May, mm-hmm. uh, and that would be the Eastern Conference Finals if uh, the Red Wings are there. So, uh,
1: trust the Iser plan. We'll be there. Yeah.
0: I mean, whatever, we'll figure it out. That's right. Way. I'm not too worried about it. That's right. But hey, here we are, episode 140. Uh, obviously, last week was, you know, the misery episode with the Lions. Very tough. Uh, you know, I'm still not really 100% over it. Obviously, I've, I'm moping a lot less. Uh, it's kinda wild like the the break you get between the Super Bowl and the last game feels like an eternity. It feels like it wasn't like ten days ago that we just It's
1: got almost like a it. different season. It's like it's the first game of next season almost or it, it, the it, first it, event of next season. Yeah, and
0: like even seeing all the you know, like Gibbs and Aminra and all of them at the Pro Bowl, Laporta, yep. Sewell. It's it's almost like you've, you like forget how close we got.
1: I still don't feel like our season's over yet. Like, it hasn't hit me. We're still seeing them. We're still hearing from the players. We're still watching highlights. Like, I feel like our season, even though the NFL season isn't over with, our season still hasn't ended yet. Yeah, and there's still,
0: like, we're still in the news, like, legitimate yep. news. I mean, so... On one end of it, you have Anzalone who wrote the letter to Detroit yep. uh, and the Players' Tribune, which hit everyone in the fields. And I felt like that was actually pretty cathartic mm-hmm. for a lot of, at least personally for me and like Lions fans. And that whole like grit mentality and they'll be back and they all want it, like it's not bullshit. Like you're getting the players writing these articles saying exactly what we're thinking, exactly what the team embodies. Um, you know, and all it feels like is just Super Bowl or, or bust.
1: And it's everybody. You heard Brad Holmes talk this week, and he was a little snippy with everyone, as he should be. That was wild. Because of the criticism. I thought that was crazy. Yes, because of the criticism he has received, he was, hey, he was giving it back to the reporters for all they wrote about the draft this year and previous years. You hear Anzalone you hear Campbell, you hear Amon Ross St. Brown. I feel like everyone's in lockstep. You hear Panay Sewell. That's just like, uh, this season was kind of shit. Like, right. I, I want to forget about it and move on. Like yeah. everyone is in lockstep that it's unfinished business and we're coming back for more next year. It's crazy. And yeah. it just
0: like, I read that Anzalone thing and I, I just missed the team so much already. I do too. We were just so like our lives were just the lions and the Kool-Aid for like we were drowning for so many weeks.
1: We were drowning. We were drowning. So I know you had a lot of coverage on it in your your account, on the Instagram account, the whole Ben Johnson ordeal. Yeah, so
0: I was kind of just staying away from this because, mm-hmm. like, I – okay, truly, when Ben Johnson said, you know, turn around, or he said, I'm taking the lion's job, you know, we're all happy, excited, blah, blah. Uh, Schefter tweeted out that original tweet basically saying, like, it was never a lock. He yep. was – going to be the coach and you know they turned the jet around all this shit which made no sense because they didn't have to actually turn the jet around (laughs) because they were going for Aaron Glenn but I didn't read Schefter's original tweet as anything negative towards Ben Johnson and maybe I'm just oblivious and clueless which clearly I was Mm -hmm. but my buddy texted me and said like is he taking a shot at Ben here right and I was like I don't think so I think he's just reporting it and then you see him go on Pat McAfee, and then he tweets out all this other stuff, and then you're like, okay, and you 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 have to remember like he's in bed with Washington, mm-hmm. whatever that is, and uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, he's actually he's taking a dig at him, he's yeah. taking a dig, he's
1: taking a dig. It almost feels like when we talked about it in an earlier podcast that Dean Blandino where it was like a really weird tone around the whole Lions and the same old and what's going on with their current situation. I feel like Schefter's kind of taken that route. Like, he's just taken it way too far. Like, move on, man. Like, it's not that big of a story to me. And, like, he's
0: just – and he's trying so hard to
1: make it a big deal. And I – so this
0: article came out from The Ringer, and it was the first piece of media that came out, I felt – national media that came out in defense of – ben johnson Mm -hmm. and i've never heard of this guy uh riley Mcatee uh from the ringer wrote this article that i just thought was fucking awesome and i want to applaud that guy the headline is the commanders are not mad about ben johnson please don't put in the newspaper that they got mad and that's the whole tongue-in-cheek tone of this whole article and it just defends the entire situation of ben johnson from like you know just because you're the 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 team doing the interviewing doesn't mean the coordinators aren't interviewing you as well right you know and uh he puts in here that if you take a head coaching job and it doesn't go well that could be your only shot you Mm -hmm. know so you want to make sure it's the right fit and maybe ben johnson just realized how good it is in detroit and it's just a full-on defense of ben johnson um just like saying you know maybe he wasn't fully thinking about this interview as much as he should you know he accepted to take the interview but then two days after getting that close with detroit he decided he wants to stay here just everything that we already know that's common sense he kind of puts out in writing i thought he did a very good job
1: and and let's look at the other side of the coin because I, I like how you said that where like hey the the coordinators are interviewing the franchises as well it's not just hey we want you we have the right to do whatever To my understanding, teams, and I don't know if the commanders in specific were, but teams were talking to Ben Johnson during a playoff run. Like, for him to do that and during a playoff run and getting ready for an NFC championship game to have phone interviews or conversations with these teams, I mean, where's the respect there? This guy's trying to get ready for the biggest game of his life, and he's still taking time to get on a Zoom or a phone interview with you. And then you're going to get mad because two days after the season ends, he doesn't want to do the the in-person interview. It just feels so slanted towards the franchise and then also slanted towards the commanders in this case. And to me, it looks like a smear campaign or somewhat of a smear campaign.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, like, I mean, just think of us the week leading up to that game, and we didn't have anything to do except, like, drink and scream <laughs> at the TV, and I could barely focus on anything. Like, what the hell is – ben johnson thinking about it. and it just it just makes like this whole thing of just like he has ruined his reputation is the is honestly one of the dumbest things i've ever heard it's ridiculous it's like so if we go next year we win the division and we go to the super bowl you think everyone's going to look yeah, back no on making them. making the one of the most uh, uh one of an organization
1: with one of the worst reputations think people are going to think back to that interview where right. he turned around right no one's going to give a shit it's 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 just wild to think that A, he's thirty seven years old. Yeah. He's thirty seven years old. He's still very young for a coach. And B, look at these guys that are running around. I guess it's more so in, in college football than 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 the NFL, but like a Hugh Freeze. Like, this guy's the biggest scumbag (laughs) at Ole Miss. He's paying guys. He's doing things on the side. He's just running a racket down at Ole Miss. What does he do? He goes to Liberty for a couple years, and then he winds back up at Auburn. Like, let's not play this game that, like, football coaches are, like, these high-character guys inside and outside of the building, and we only hire coaches that are of high character. Yeah,
0: and, like – even like characters he he canceled a meeting yeah so he canceled a meeting too close to meeting time of a place they were already coming to right this turnaround the jet thing is such bullshit unless they're just showing their hand that Aaron Glenn was a Rooney rule Mm -hmm. interview which they are they're showing their hand on that yeah it's it's if there was no interest it's so dumb it's such a non-story and like credit Pat McAfee for like calling Schefter out and saying like you are like in bed with Washington Commanders, right? Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah, that was good of him to say that. And my other thing is 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 there any truth to this basketball quote where you know, Ben Johnson quote unquote said he doesn't he, he may not go there because they were basketball guys? Like is there any validity to this quote? Has anyone confirmed that on either side? I I don't think anything that has been like so some of the quotes about
0: Ben Johnson. They call him a newbie power broker, a perceived wonder kind option. I, I honestly don't know what that means. <laughs> Com- kind. Wonderkind. kind? It's just like a German word. It's like uh, really good for being young. Okay. Oh, okay. wonderkind kind. Producer Mike has let us know that wonderkind kind is a German word. You're not on a mic, right? No. Uh, okay. No. You want to say it? Okay. Whatever.
1: Producer Mike is very well read. Yes, yeah, very well read.
0: Uh, <laughs> They call him commitment phobic. They call him not ready to rumble. Rumble. They call him a false idol. Um, They also say that Johnson's hefty compensation demands for a second-year quarterback, head coaching apprehension. None of these, like, are confirmed. Like, I don't know where these quotes came from. Um, And I feel like Ben – I'm, like, happy Ben Johnson has said, like, nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing to do here. He's safe here in Detroit. Yep. His reputation is only strengthened by this. So why the fuck – would he care about what the Washington commanders think? And what's beautiful about this whole argument, which is just awesome, is like for the first time in our long storied fanhood, mm-hmm. like of, of us, like we have the upper hand to talk shit.
1: Yeah. Like we're the better team. We've earned it.
0: We're the better team.
1: We've earned it. And we can be cocky. Fire. Yeah. yeah. Of course. We can be cocky. We're we're an NFC nice championship it? team and we were 15 minutes short from going to the super bowl we can be a little cocky ben you can stay here as long as you'd like and you can tell every jet in the air to turn around i don't really give a damn you're welcome here in detroit
0: yeah and i just there's so many of these moves in sports, I feel like, where it's just like, is the grass actually, you know, greener? Like, would it have been better right. if Izzo took that job with the Cavs right. back when he got offered? Probably not. Look at what happened
1: to Beeline. Right. You know, it's it's not always the grass isn't greener. And again, he's got so much time. He's 37 years old. These coaches are coaching until their upper 60s and lower 70s. You don't think he's got a chance in the next three decades to land a job that fits him and his family?
0: It's a joke. It's, it really it's an absolute joke to say that his reputation is ruined. It no one is. gives a shit if he wins If he wins a Super Bowl. like No,
1: I, yeah, I agree. I mean, do you, do you think we're just going to talk about the Lions every week until the, well, the I season didn't next year? To, I
0: didn't expect them to give us uh, more juice this I week. Know. I thought we'd be done. And then Anzalone wrote that article, which if anybody wants chills or tears or wants to buy season tickets, like read that <laughs> article. It talks about how like – he's he's living in a condo on a one-year contract the team's one ten and one um and they have a small child and like how everything's changed since that that
1: moment and you're always welcome here too anzalone absolutely you are a fan favorite here so i usually we're talking about mock draft 2.0 at this point in the season and uh, i'm glad we're we're not (laughs) even thinking about it
0: and i was thinking about too like when the draft actually comes Who the hell, especially at this table, is going to question anything Holmes does? Not that we ever did, really. We were just kind of like, whoa, that's wild. But now, like, think of the media when he drafts someone nuts.
1: I mean, he unless he (laughs) took a punter or a long snapper, which I would even back up a kicker in the first round at this point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm not going to question anything. He could trade up and take Caleb Williams, and I'd say, well, you know what? He's got a plan at this point. (laughs) Play him at wideout. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Lions. In the news, staying relevant. I love it. We're gonna talk about them all throughout the off season, and I'm looking forward yeah, to keep it. Coming up, looking forward to it. So even though Ice Cold brulu isn't here, R.I.P. He um he he messaged me this week mm. with a a Facebook memory, and he's like you've got to bring this up on the podcast it happened 13 years ago so there's no like great way to segue into this other than there never is with his way back when we're going to look back to a time 13 years ago when myself and ice cold brew Lou were roommates in college and we're just meeting Frank and well we had some parties at our house so uh let's go about down memory lane so 13 years ago this week Piso wrote a status that reminded us of maybe the craziest incident we had at Michigan State. And uh, what happened was we hosted a big party and uh, we had a ton of people. And we had this group of girls up that really, we didn't see too much. You kind of knew them from high school, you kind of didn't, like kind of random that they came and mm-hmm. they kind of wanted to stay at our house and we're like, eh, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Long story short, uh, this group of girls, about four or five, so there's four or five suspects in this case that's never been broken. Okay. Group of girls goes up into the upstairs bathroom, mm. goes to the bathroom, whatever. Party happens, great, a lot of fun. Next morning we wake up, you know, go to the bathroom, smells like shit. Piso must be shitting like a horse because he, yep. he drank 100 beers the night before. <laughs> Go to the bathroom in the afternoon. Uh, Pearl must have just woke up and took a shit because he had greasy fast food at 4 a.m. I yesterday. I love breaking down all the boys' shits. Uh, Monday morning, I took a shit. So, well, hey, the bathroom smells. Monday afternoon, we kind of look at each other like, what's that smell? Yeah. And I'm like, you didn't take a shit, did you? And Lou's like, no. And Pearl's like, I didn't take a shit either. So we start walking around the, the bathroom and we're looking. And I mean, it's like gotten progressively worse mm-hmm. after the Saturday party. So we get into the bathroom and we're looking, we're looking. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it's like a scene out of a movie when they find like the treasure. <laughs> we open the vanity doors of, of the vanity underneath the sink. And it like, it was just like glowing and it like hit us like a waft oh. of like baby shit and like rotting carcass hit us oh. so we're like god. oh my god something must have happened something must have happened so we look at each other and like I'm kind of gagging thinking about it but we like drew straws and we're like okay this is our bathroom the, one of us three has to clean this up so we drew straws and of course Pearl who had the weakest oh. stomach yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he he got the straw to to investigate and to remove it so he starts going through the vanity and sure as shit no pun intended someone pooped in a Kleenex box oh my god wiped their ass with either toilet paper or Kleenex and threw it in the Kleenex box and left it under our vanity holy god and we were thinking that it was from this group of girls because there was a little spite and there was four or five of them that all went in the bathroom at once. And to this day, 13 years later, the poop next box, AKA the Kleenex poop, you, has still not been solved. You had a shit bandit. We had a shit bandit. You, th- dude, That's insane. If I had the resources, the knowledge, maybe the financial means right now, I probably would have sent it into a lab for some DNA testing to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. But at that point in time, we didn't care because, you know- And you don't have the poop anymore. We don't have the poop anymore. Pearl didn't keep it? No, Pearl didn't keep it. The rest of the house smelled like shit, to be fair, but not like poop.
0: I feel like that's, that's insane, and that's only a story that would- and you guys are pretty- You guys are, like, dead set it was these girls.
1: There is no one else that went into this bathroom and would have disrespected us like that.
0: You don't think, you know, Pizzo might have shit in a box?
1: I mean, that could be big brain.
0: That's what I'm saying. Pizzo. Pizzo. This is like, and he's like, hey, bring it up on the show, bring it up on the show. He could have done that. he's laughing on the beach in Mexico. (laughs) Convenient he plans the trip around the
1: 13-year anniversary of this.
0: I'm just saying. I'm just looking at it from an outside perspective is all I'm doing. I will say... It's pretty convenient.
1: I will say I'm going to put him on blast. He did shit on our balcony once, black <laughs> okay. out drunk. All
0: right. Okay. So I'm just connecting dots here. So, so and you guys drew straws to see who would clean it out. And this sounds like and, a long point. And I think Pizzo led the charge and on who was He was drunk like, these thing. girls are bitches. <laughs> yeah. Probably because one – yeah, he probably wanted to get probably with one of them. Probably one of them told him no. Yeah, probably one of them turned him down, and he was like, I'm making him the Dots shit bandit. connecting Dude. in
1: real time here.
0: When he's back, we got – and what's wild <laughs> is because uh, I had a lot of friends uh, who went to Western, and my wife went to Western, and they experienced a shit bandit, like, for
1: years there, so what's a what's a shit bandit consist like, of? Just so
0: someone shits somewhere and you don't know who it is. They shit really? in in an undesirable place or a, <laughs> really? like a place that they shouldn't. <laughs> like be a shitting. serial shitter. Literally anywhere but a toilet. They're okay. shitting. Or yeah, I mean the woods I guess can gotcha. be acceptable. But like somewhere they should shouldn't be shitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, they called him the shit bandit. And but this went on for years at Western for the years that my
1: friends were there. So like, do you like what are some of the most obscene places that he shit? Like on carpet, the and- tub like Ooh. in
0: the tub holy shit and then my buddy i didn't ex- it, this is not even on the show sheet but my holy buddy shit, to dude. clean it drew the straw to clean it same same Come scenario on, same scenario someone opens the shower door or like the curtain there's no yeah the curtain <laughs> and there's a there's a turd sitting there and this is the ship banded at western maybe same person we don't know Pizzo don't know and uh he drew the straw to clean it up my buddy uh, and what does he do in true college fashion? Just turns on the hot water and, oh, and
1: tries to like melt. It come down. on, dude. Yes. Steaming shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he tried to melt it and like jam it through the, you know, the, the drain. Come on, man. <laughs> I hope there's someone out there. Their first time listening to the show. Is this one. So
1: if but, you are the shit bandit, please DM. There's Champagne more. Athletics. There's more.
0: So yes, there's, there's more. If you have a shit bandit, please let us know. Um, <laughs> So I know anybody from Western who had to deal with the ship band is probably like screaming at this right now. Mm -hmm. um, Because uh, there was so many of them and I just can't remember, Mm -hmm. but I do remember the tub one. And then I think it culminated with uh, a coffee table, like, Right out in the middle of the living room. The climax
1: room. was the coffee table. It was the final shit. It was like the last act. Oh
0: my. So like you're you're
1: facing the big hand in Super Smash Brothers. Correct. And okay. it was
0: like, I think it was near the, like towards graduation and someone like, you know, did it at like an hour where everyone was asleep and we don't know who. I was just going to say, how do you. Ch- I think there was a couple on front porches. Like this wasn't a one-time shoebox Piso trick. This was like a bandit, like a true
1: Bandit was doing it serial shitting where they s- shouldn't. This person's a freak because if yeah, you get caught freak. shitting on a coffee table, what's your like? What's your out there? It's not like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean. Like you're caught. Yeah,
0: you're just a shit bandit. That's
1: just bold at that point Correct. in time.
0: Correct. That's what I mean. Talk about the the, go- the onions, <laughs> or the or the ovaries. I don't know or whatever. I don't know. And I. I this I, is whoever did it. We don't know. Male, female went to the school, didn't go to the school. But we know that there was a bandit from 2008 to 2012 at Western Michigan University. And it sounds like they visited your party porch. It's like,
1: hey, OK, you're playing like kind of like a child. Don't put prank. it out with your boots, yeah. Ted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bathtub and then elevating it to a coffee table. Like that's like a, a second degree misdemeanor in yes. this state.
0: I literally, like literally is like a biohazard.
1: Yeah. And then the steaming part really got me. Well, yeah, my buddy, you know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, it's like part of me is How like, How do you what clean an up idiot, a right? shit, though? Yeah. Right, but, like, you're mad. You didn't do it. You drew the short straw. Yeah. And no one was, like, no one, like, treated their roommates nice and, co- you know, so you just turned on the fucking hot water and probably went back to sleep.
1: Is there any possibility not only cool. that these are linked, but that Pizzo is the perpetrator at both Western <laughs> and Michigan State? You
0: could definitely come to that conclusion. Yes. I get, we could find... We gotta find. I gotta get info from my Western crowd. uh, Of, of, I'll get a collection of these shits and figure out when they were, when they happened, and see where ice. We gotta get a timeline
1: and piece it together. Yeah. Put it on. We're gonna go up against Dateline NBC this week on Friday night as for the mystery. This is Cold Case. Yes, that's right. This is
0: Cold Case right now. It's reopened.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, Um,
0: that wasn't. I mean, that was like
1: that was pretty unplanned, huh? Yeah,
0: that was. We just started. That was
1: off the cuff. mm -hmm. I don't hate it, honestly. No.
0: Well, all all the note says is 13 years ago, Pizzo. That's all I have. (laughs) So I was like, all right, let's see what this is. I didn't know I'd have a whole second layer to it. It's
1: great though. It's great. Uh, Well, speaking of waste management, um, well, waste management open is this weekend, the PGA tournament. Uh, It takes place in Arizona, uh, Scottsdale to be exact. Um, And the waste management is known for, it's electric crowd. so, it's not like there's every golf tournament you go, you know, everyone's doing the two-hand golf clap. or It's like you the know, anti-golf. Yes. It's like basically anything that is golf etiquette is not done at this tournament. And it culminates with the 17th hole, I believe, that's a par three. Um, and it's the stadium hole where they have all those bleachers. Everyone's kind of getting fired up before the shot, screaming. If you hit a hole in one, everyone's firing beers onto the green. 16th. 16th hole everyone's firing beers onto the green so i saw a tweet and we kind of saw it floating around today um the hole is 135 yards okay let's just assume that the wind is still you've got a nice 85 degree arizona day you're 135 yards out you have two options to play or not to play frank for argument of this podcast you're going to play this game all right yeah of course so you get 24 hours If you make a hole-in-one, 135 out, 5 million. If you don't get a hole-in-one in in a 24-hour time span, you go to jail, not jail, prison. Prison. Prison for a year. Yeah. Are you saying yes?
0: Dude, knowing me and my skill in going to prison for this. (laughs) So, like, if you want to, like, nerd out about it, you know... I'm ready. How, how long do you think if you're like really humming, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, let's just factor in like, so you start out, right? You're energized, you're well-rested, you're fed, you're good to go. Um, and you're, you're firing these things. Boom, mm-hmm. you see it miss. Boom, another one. Boom, you're letting them go. So what do you, what do you think? That whole swing prop, like a minute max? Max. Okay. So, and how many, okay, so you have 24 hours, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Sixty minutes, sixty times twenty four that's about what fourteen forty,
0: yes, you nailed it,
1: Jesus Christ, um, so you
0: have one thousand four hundred and forty four shots, yeah yep. yeah f- to to hit this thing, and that's if you're like humming, you're not stopping. the odds I'm seeing online to get a hole in one in your life is twelve thousand five hundred to one, okay, so to realistically, according to math, have a shot at that, you'd have to swing the club over 12,000 times. Yep. And in our scenario, we're swinging it about 1,400 times, and that's, you're cooking, and we're not even bringing in fatigue. So if you want to look at it from a nerd math, like, standpoint nerd out no chance nerd out no chance i'm not going to prison no chance i'm not hitting that fucking shot
1: now let's let's do some variables because you mentioned uh, as to why you wouldn't take the shot so okay the odds are against you you're gonna fatigue but you get the same exact shot every Every time time. Mm -hmm. not a different hole not a different pin location the same shot every single time you get to see how it lands you get to feel it i feel like after 50 You've got a good grip on it. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get a hole-in-one, but we're talking about $5 million. This is, this is, if you want to, you can retire off of $5 million. <laughs> no, I get it, but it's prison for a year. But it's a year in prison, and, yes, <laughs> there's there's no gear. It's not like you're getting guarded up in prison. Like mm. You have to survive prison, Just, too.
0: You, we're going to assume it's the worst prison experience you could have. Yes. Like, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to assume. Yes. It's lame to say I wouldn't try it, but I probably wouldn't try it.
1: right. What
0: about, what about you? And I'm not a good golfer. I love the idea of having 24 hours to bang in a hole in one, but if I know I'm going to prison at the end of it, can you imagine that anxiety sets in when the like you got one hour left to like hit a hole in
1: one? Yeah, I think I'm gonna be lame too and say I probably wouldn't do it. Like we know, fucking Pizza, you know, fuck I was just it, gonna I'd say, would fucking rip yeah. it in the first. Time. Dude, I darted up in two hours. Yeah, are you oh, no, me? yeah.
0: but yeah, I, I. So like, if you add some variables, there's things that would get me. Like if I had one guy on the green coaching me and one guy coaching my swing i would need like two guys <laughs> spotting me to like what well, you got there. hank haney your
1: swing coach I'm just behind saying you i
0: think yes that's what i mean
1: okay i i just i, I a year at this age like i feel like i would turn into stone a year in prison yeah i i feel like I, the the food the experience like the rape? you're fucked up for- <laughs> Right. I think <laughs> like we'll just the rest I think let's of just talk life. about
0: the elephant in the yes. room. I'm hundred and forty five pounds, Chandler. You're not a huge guy. No. We would be a tasty treat in in prison. And we said it's the worst prison experience you could have. Yes. So for me, it's all fun and games till I don't put one in the hole. Yeah. And I'm getting one put in my hole. The hole. The hole. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: well, that's good that I think we both came to our senses. We're both not confident in our golf game. We're, we're very average golfers. I just feel bus. like
0: most people, most podcasts would take that and be like, of course I'm doing that. Like, yeah. oh, you just got to do this and do that. Realistically, I'm probably not <laughs> putting one in the hole, man. I'm just probably not. I'm not that good. And, and people are just overlooking how scary prison would actually be.
1: Very scary. Scary stuff, man. Very scary. Well, before we pivot to the Super Bowl, did want to mention Live is in Vegas this weekend, which is pretty funny because I feel like Live's like overshadowing the PGA right now. This is one of the PGA's big non majors this week. Yep. Live's gonna be in the Super Bowl's backyard. Live is on the strip this week. Live has ROM. Live is gaining steam with everything in the media. So I never thought the Live would get this far. I'm wondering what you're thinking about the Liv as a whole.
0: Uh. It, it's I'm, i agree with you i can't believe that they're this far but i think the biggest thing for me is i'm just shocked at the the sheer amount of money that they have it's crazy it, it's endless. endless it's actually endless it really is because they're not turning any sort of profit and not close um i guess good for like disrupting the game but there's something also of just like throwing a ton of money at stuff when you have an endless resource of it that you know this wasn't like some startup disruptor that right. like made golf better really right. you know like we've had some things that have come out of it you know there's been i mean it's been fun kind of banter back and forth right but you know i'm kind of a i don't blame anyone for going to live just because the money's astronomical it's and insane. like the idea Life of playing changing. in your shorts yep. and nothing matters and you're gonna make 500 million like how could i dog anybody for that but yep. you know just being more of a traditionalist mm-hmm. i feel like you know the pga stuff feels more like legitimate and historical and record-breaking and like actually like i i don't i've never watched a live match i'll be completely honest yeah I've never it, watched one.
1: it's way different they try to put this team play into it a lot i just i find it funny we kind of alluded to it like everything at the waste management's kind of anti-golf or anti-etiquette and they have the music playing and the people chanting and then they had the cut scene to john Rom teeing off last week and like avici's playing in the background of oh his God. first tee shot at live like They just do everything different, and I I don't know where it's going to end. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know if – I thought a merger was supposed to happen, and now PGA is getting funding, and Liv is doing their own events, and they're getting more people. I don't understand the whole thing.
0: they are, like, 9-11 victims out there and stuff. It was just like, what's – and then they merged. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. I don't know what's going on. I
1: don't know what's going on, but it's just – it's it's very funny to me that Liv is in Vegas this weekend, the weekend of the Super Bowl, and the weekend of one of the biggest non-majors in the PGA, and it seems like they're starting to close that gap.
0: Well, this is like an in-your-face, uh, like, head-to-head of why it actually, like, sucks a little bit, just because with the majors, because it was crazy to me when I first learned, like, you can still play in the majors. Yeah. That blew my mind. Yeah. So it was like, okay, why the hell wouldn't you go to live for all that extra money? If you can still play in the, for a novice golf fan and like, truly like I just watched the majors, a little bit of the Phoenix. Yeah. Maybe the players, but like, uh, the fact that they can play in these majors, this is when it really takes a hit yep. on a weekend like this. Cause now all the big names, like you said, are in Vegas split up. Yeah. That's yep. when it sucks. And it does suck.
1: I agree. Get them all under the same roof. Let them play wherever, but then the PGA guys get cocked because they're not making the money.
0: It's just wild. Like, you think back to, like, when our dads would talk about, like, oh, the AFC and the NFC were two different leagues. Yeah. And it's like, that sucks. Why well, yeah. don't everyone just play together? Together, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I definitely have, like, a golf itch more than I've had. Oh, ever. Yeah. Like, especially
1: with this weather.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm, like, ready to go. Yeah, I want to, like – I want to take less. I want to, like, get good.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know, saw I you play. post the other day. Yeah. I You're was, looking for? Did was, you get some feedback? I, did, I got a lot. Okay, good. I got good. a
0: lot of responses of people with golf lessons, so I just got to go get one. I've never had one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: feel like it could help a little bit. No, we'll see. A little
1: bit. Don't go too deep. That's no what, one knows that's, your swing like well, you. Well, some
0: people in there were just like, you don't need too much. <laughs> well, I think Jerry said swing as hard as you can, <laughs> which I already do. <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. Or maybe he said, stop swinging so hard. It was one or the other. But uh, someone did say, like, don't get too many lessons. But I feel like one could be helpful.
2: Yeah.
1: You think we could fire some balls off into the Detroit River here in that. the summer? Yes. Yeah. Set up shop out back and fire you some think we drivers could the out river? there? Not think not is. clear, but I think we might. No,
0: not, we it. might have a clear one. Put one through the window of Greektown. Yeah. Hey, see what not happens. Greek Town,
1: Caesars. Caesars. See yeah. what happens. See what yeah, happens. We
0: should do that. Yeah, let's try it out. Probably get some environmentalist (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta use
1: balls that dissolve.
0: Oh,
1: man. Just use, like, gender reveal balls. Yeah, hey, that'd be great. (laughs) Be good. It's good for the fish. So, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Shall we? I know it doesn't have the luster that it usually does, but Super Bowl preview, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, repeat of the Super Bowl from four years ago now. Um San Francisco minus two and a half now opened at two, I believe. Um, going to be playing Sunday first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Pretty ironic. Suites are about two point five to ten million dollars. It it's a seems joke. like it's their a Joke. Token, tickets are 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 selling for more than my net worth. Um, it's it's absolutely ridiculous, but it is going to be a spectacle. Um, so we're going to get into a couple things, but. Let's do what we always do. Let's focus on the game itself first and your thoughts on the game.
0: Um, So as I was saying to you and producer Mike before we started today, this is the – it's by far the least excited I've been for a Super Bowl uh, in my entire life. I am emotionally exhausted and drained from the Lions run. I am mad that they're not there because I think the Lions are better than both of the teams playing there, which is just still banana land to say out loud. Yeah. this is the Super Bowl that no one wanted. I tweeted that out as soon as the Lions lost, and I s- still agree with that. You have the dynasty of the Chiefs that's there every year, and they are the epitome of you know, you either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain, and that's what they've become. And I don't dog them for that. I respect the hell out of dynasties. Uh, I actually grew up loving dynasty teams because I grew up with the Red Wings. You know, like I don't blame teams for doing it, but from a f- pure fan perspective, kind of sucks it's just like okay they're back again they're doing it again it's the same teams it's the same people it's the same story um and on the other side you have the san francisco 49ers who i dropped into the hate you forever category of the heat chart after they beat us because fuck them and i can't look at brock purdy's face and actually believe that that guy is playing in a super bowl so uh and mike shanahan like or yeah shanahan i just don't i don't i don't know i don't like the 49ers at all after that game so for me uh, if both teams could lose, I would love that. And I'm not that excited for anything regarding this Super Bowl, if I'm just being completely
1: honest. So the only thing you're excited about is if and when Taylor Swift's going to arrive from her concert in Tokyo from the previous night.
0: I mean, there's no denying Chandler that I am a Taylor Swift fan. I, I, hate, I hate that she's been with Kelsey and roped into this whole thing because – it's just it's i didn't want her a part of this world Mm -hmm. i didn't need her in football and now she's here and i do like her but so many people now hate her and she's everywhere and it's this whole big thing um i'll always love taylor swift's music but i don't love her in this kansas city kelsey football thing she can do what she wants but I'm not a fan
1: of it. Taylor, we know you're listening and an avid listener. Yes. Frank is begging you to get out of this this situation right now. Well, it's once the contract ends with the NFL and Kelsey, which
0: will happen after the Chiefs win the Super Bowl on Sunday. There so we go. they'll be done by March. There we go. There and she's go. got the new
1: album coming in That's
0: April, right. which you know about, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I yeah. can't wait. No, it's good.
2: Yeah, it's
1: going to be great. So I like how we've been breaking down the game. So first, <laughs> why will the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this week, Frank. Chiefs will win the Super
0: Bowl because they're the goddamn Chiefs. They have Patrick Mahomes, they have Andy Reid, they have Travis Kelsey, they have guys who have been there before. This is just another Super Bowl that they're going to. They will make it happen. Uh Brock Purdy, brightest light, biggest stage he's ever been on. Uh last two games, I feel like he escaped. He played good when it counted, but he had a lot of things go his way. For him to get in that position and i feel like the luck runs out on sunday and the kansas city chiefs take care of uh take care of the niners
1: Chiefs why I think they would win um, you hit the nail on the head they've been there they've got the experience you've got the Bermuda Triangle Mahomes Kelsey Reed they've been part of every Super Bowl that they've been in uh, these past couple years so obviously you have that and I'm gonna go with their run game Um, you know what Lou mentioned it um, and I'm gonna mention it the the Lions diced up The 49ers the packers and what did lou call aaron jones grandpa jones crazy (laughs) that was crazy he's like 31 yeah grandpa jones uh diced up the uh the chiefs or excuse me the 49ers as well on the ground so i think if if pacheco gets going and gets running they're gonna control the game and that's why i believe the chiefs could win this game is they control the ground they control the game and then they take their shots with the best quarterback in the league
0: and i'll be honest i wouldn't have said what i said and what i didn't mention any of the run game stuff i just went with just like Mahomes, Reed. You know, yeah i wouldn't have said any of that uh if it weren't for that baltimore game last week yep i mean i thought baltimore was the best team in the nfl and they stopped him. and i mean it's just to me it was like oh kelsey you're not on the verge of retirement i guess like mm-hmm. he, he's played out of his mind he's played great what did he have 10 catches he Eight has catches? Th- i think he has three touchdowns or four touchdowns unbelievable no he's He's, I think I think this is like what they do. Like they don't need to win every game in the regular season. They just know when it's playoff time, let's dial it in.
1: Yep, exactly. All right. So I'm gonna have to pry this one out of you, but why will the Niners win the game?
0: I mean just I think the only way the Niners win this game is you know McCaffrey's got to go for a hundred plus and they got to control the clock and just keep the ball out of Mahomes hands uh Chiefs defense as we discussed before the show it's not the Chiefs defense that was in the last Super Bowl versus the 49ers where it was kind of Swiss cheese and it was all Mahomes kind of carrying the team Mahomes is still very much carrying the team but they have a defense that can play now they make stops shut down Lamar Jackson um but it's also not the most formidable D in the world and if uh the Niners can run that ball and control the clock and just keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. Uh, they'll win this game.
1: Yep, yep. Why the Niners, I think, could win this game. Uh, they've been the second-best team all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Ravens-Niners. It was always Raven-Niners. That is what everyone thought the crash course was going to be for this Super Bowl. Besides a three-game losing streak during the middle of the season, they've been impressive. Yep. They've come back. they face faced some tough, tough, circumstances in this playoffs. They've won both games. And you know what? I know you you can't look at his face. I can't. But Brock Purdy has been good and Brock Purdy's a top five MVP candidate. As much as I you, hate to say that you like are you right like now? pumped they won? Are you like pumped
0: <laughs> they won a couple weeks? I'm just trying to Figure this
1: out. No, I'm not pumped at all, Sounds but like uh it. I'm trying to have some journalistic integrity and take my yeah. emotions yeah. out of it like I yeah. usually do. So um you, yeah. I think you know the Niners really have been one of the most complete teams from the first week of the season to now the Super Bowl. And you know what? From coaching down to special teams, they seem to be good in all areas of their game. And I think talent wise On paper, they're the better team than the Chiefs. I
0: would agree with that. I will agree with that. Um, And I want every. I mean, I do a lot of talking with my heart, and I just they like fuck them. Like that's my whole analysis on them. You know what's good analysis? You know what's funny about uh, what they tweeted out like two days ago? It was uh, against all odds. It was this little like pump up video of them going to— the Niners. Yes, it was. It was a pump up video of them going to the Super Bowl. You know, and it's and like the caption on it was against all odds with a dice because it's in Vegas. And someone like quote tweeted it and just said, You were favored in every single one of your regular season games and all your playoff games. But yeah, sure, against all odds. They're favored in every single game this year. And that's what they went with on like a gambling pun from Vegas against
1: all odds and in the playoffs, touchdown favorites in both of their games. Yeah. That's that's wild. That's a bold one. To I mean, the, if uh, they
0: tweeted that out. The moment they were down twenty-four to seven to us, you know, maybe again, maybe after the game, don't remind Ryan's me. Game, yeah,
1: don't remind me. Don't remind me, dude. I fucking hate them. Well, you know what? The best thing about the Super Bowl is, regardless who's in it, all the bets that the sports books give you, they have the craziest, wackiest bets. This is the most bet event all year, regardless of the sport. So I thought, let's play. Let's go visit the Detroit Prop Exchange with Frankie Fast Hands and Channy Football. We're on the trading floor. We've been working the phones. We're ready to give you our favorite bets, our somewhat long shots, our Hail Mary double doink long shots, and we're going to give you a Pistons winning the title, Tom Gores is a scumbag, not going to happen, but still possible bet of the
0: week. I almost feel like that should be changed to Pistons winning the title, Tom Gores is not a scumbag. Okay. You know what I mean? Cause like everything would have to, it would be just bonkers. That's crazy. Yep, if we found out he wasn't a scumbag.
1: That's right. But I can't call him not a scumbag. And those are going to be over 10 to one odds for those. But let's start with Frank, your favorite prop bet of the week odds do not matter on this one. So, I mean, it's lame.
0: Like, I want to say, give you, like, the weirdest which direction the Jets are going to fly and all that. But we all know that's just a coin flip. The one I just love, Kelsey is plus 100 to score a touchdown. Okay. I mean, it's, it's plus 100 for Travis Kelsey, who has four touchdowns, three or four touchdowns already this playoffs. It's the whole Taylor thing. He is the face of the NFL. Um, Mahomes is going to find him. And it's plus 100 to me that's even money whatever your unit is throw it on it kelsey's catching a touchdown in this game
1: kelsey's catching a touchdown
0: i Mitch. guarantee it i guarantee ke- kelsey catches a touchdown you
1: heard game. it here f- here first folks yeah. he guarantees kelsey will catch a touchdown it's not crazy i'm not saying it's a
0: crazy guess i just know i just it's there at even money why would you not take that
1: hey that's why we're here at the detroit prop exchange we're giving you a plethora of options that you can pick from. I'm going to go same position, different team. My favorite bet of the week, George Kittle, anytime touchdown, little bit juicier of odds, plus 185. Do you know what his stats were last week against us? Not great. Two catches, 27 yards. He was in a Super Bowl four years ago. I feel like this guy's the most ready yeah to come back and avenge that and and to try to win this Super Bowl for the Niners. So, I'm going to give you a little bit juicier odds, plus 185 George Kittle anytime touchdown.
0: I like that. And uh I just it just drives me so nuts cuz everyone said before that game like if San Fran's going to win, Kettle's, Kittle's Kittle's got to go off yep. and he, and he did. And he did. He did nothing and golf didn't make a mistake and
1: we still lost all right next one <laughs> uh, next bet on the prop exchanges are somewhat long shot so frank this is a plus 200 to plus 500 bet that you like are you gonna guarantee it
0: i can't guarantee <laughs> it um but if anybody here listening you know is like sick of me talking through my heart uh you just turn this off now because there is a juicy one at plus 210. what will brock purdy do first throw an interception or throw a touchdown. Wow. Yep. And interception is plus 210. Good snipe there. Yep. Wow. That is on FanDuel. Okay. Um, and I believe to throw a touchdown first is like minus 250. So to throw an interception first is plus 210. Um, the, the other reason I feel very confident about that bet is watching that the Lions-San Fran game a couple of weeks ago, my buddy texted me and said, man, that, per- that first Purdy interception is going to hit like crack. In that moment, I took Purdy interception live. He threw the pick to Malcolm Rodriguez like three plays later. You Did it hit like crack?
1: It hit like crack, especially because okay. I took it live. Chandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah. Plus Yeah. 210. I like that. That's a snipe. I didn't even see that on the board. It's a weird one because it's it's not, will he
0: throw a pick? It's what will he do first. first right. I don't know, like Right. That wording makes it a little different.
1: People, this is why you're listening to the Detroit Prop Exchange. We are digging for you and giving you value. Disclaimer, we're not financial advisors. We are rats. We are rats. All right. Somewhat long shot that I like, plus 200 to plus 500. I'm going to stick with the same guy and I'm going to do alt yards. Alternative yards, 80 plus yards for George Kittle is plus 310. I think he has a big game. He's all about that like tight end group that tight end university or whatever they call it him Hawkinson Kelsey they all get together in the offseason and like work out together and do their stuff together so I think he's trying to make a statement this week seeing that Kelsey's in this game I love his alt yards I think his regular yards are 49 and a half give me him 80 plus yards at plus 310 I like it All right. Are you writing these down? I am. Okay, awesome, because I'm I am. But here. Oh, wait. So were
0: you going to go to the next level? No, go ahead. you got another one? So I just have, I have like, so that one you said somewhat long shot was 200 to 500. Yes. I gave a 210. Yeah. I feel like that's, you know, let's get a little juicier. Honest man. I have three very fun ones, not guaranteeing them, just things I liked in the depths of the app. Sure. Okay. So Chris Jones and Nick Bosa to both over have half a sack. So the two top sack guys on each team to each have a shared sack yep you that together is plus 340. wow right love that just numbers cmc the guy who to score one rush or to score one touchdown is minus 230 right chalk bet to have two rushing touchdowns is plus 410 that doesn't even feel right wow plus 410 for two rushing gotta be rushing rushing okay specifically rushing but i still feel like that's not that nuts no um, and then the last one, this one's a fun one, is for the final score to be the, the exact score of a past Super Bowl, yes, Ooh. is plus 410. Wow. Which I thought was kind of fun. Wow. Yeah. I like that a lot. So we got like 60 scores or whatever. What one are we on, by the way?
1: We are on, uh What? I don't even know what this year is. Ex- LV one 58? <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. Is it 58, I think
0: it might be? What Super Bowl are we on? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 58. 58, nice call. Yep. Yep, so we have 57 scores that it could line up with. I'll read them all now, just kidding. Um, but that is an option.
1: <laughs> okay, well, um, let's go to another one here, and that is our Hail Mary double doink long shot. Mm-hmm. So that... Is comprised of bets that are plus five hundred to plus a thousand, otherwise known as five to one or ten to one. So, what's your hail mary double doink long shot, Frank?
0: So they have these uh, this prop on Fanduel that you have to hit the top passer in the game, the top receiver in the game, and the top rusher in the game. Okay. So the, I looked at all of them. There's a million combinations. Yeah. The one I liked, Mahomes, top passer in the game, obviously. Receiving, Rashi Rice, top receiver in the game, top rusher in the game, CMC. So if you go, what's that at? Plus eight twenty. Okay,
1: plus eight twenty. So that (laughs) is Mahomes, Rice, and CMC. Rice, CMC,
0: top. So you got Mahomes and CMC are obviously favored in their categories. You know, I don't, I don't know who would be maybe Ayuk or or Kelsey. Yep, I'm gonna go Rashi Rice. Okay. I think he actually rocks.
1: Awesome. Plus 820. So I'm not doing like a wacky combo on this one. I'm going to go with an anytime touchdown score, and I'm going to go with a tight end, Noah Gray. mm for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City always runs that weird motion where they're running to the right and then they shovel a pass back on a tight end across the middle. They looked at Noah Gray last week in the red zone against the Ravens. He got a catch in the red zone. And I feel like all the attention is going to be on Travis Kelsey, both on and off the field. So Noah Gray at plus 950 for someone who gets red zone looks. 950? It's wild. I took Sky Moore last year as any time touchdown and he was four and a half to one they just find these guys in the big games and they're they're just kind of off the board so i like noah gray anytime touchdown that's at nine and a half to one what i feel is funny when you bet kansas city
0: whether you take kelsey you take noah gray or you take that white wide receiver that they have i don't know his name White wide receiver yeah it's like dan schneider or like (laughs) it's seriously like really yeah it's like it's like Dan Smith from the, this, the Key and Peel skit. <laughs> uh, I can't think of his name, but so like Kelsey's 87, right? Yeah, yeah. And Noah Gray's 84, or 83. Yep. And then this this white guy's like 83 or 82. If I'm making this guy, I'm not making this guy up.
1: Is it Blake Bell?
0: No, it's, <laughs> let's, let's just find this guy.
1: Yeah, because Noah Gray's 83. Chiefs wide receivers.
0: Um, No, dude, I'm telling you, they got a white wide out. Do they? Do you think Kadarius Tony's playing this week? Uh, Justin Watson. Justin Watson. Justin Watson is number 84. So when you have any one of these guys, like, to do anything, it's like I can't, like, when the ball gets caught, I you have to, like, pause for, like, five seconds to figure out who it actually was because they all look the same. Yeah. But, yeah. Somewhat. I don't, just hey, throwing that out there. The numbers Watts. are all in the 80s. They're all big white guys. So just throwing that out there.
1: Jay Watts. Jay Watts. All right, let's go to the one we've all been waiting for. It has been edited. The name of it has been edited. The Pistons (laughs) winning the title. Tom Gores is not a scumbag. Not Not going to happen, but still possible. (laughs) Bet of the week. This is at 10 to 1 or greater odds. Tom Gores is a scumbag. Frank, who do you have for this bet, or what do you have? It, It sounds chalky, but the number is so
0: big, and it's like, why not? Travis Kelsey, MVP. Guy catches three touchdowns. Taylor Swift's there. He proposes on the field. She says no. They break up. (laughs) The contract expires. New album comes out. It's about trashing him. He ends up going into a career of action movies alongside The Rock and John Cena.
2: And
1: then Roger Goodell's dick is rock hard because everyone is watching the NFL at that point. And
0: Taylor's album skyrockets, exposing... Kelsey is like abusive or something. There we go. Not physically, maybe yeah. Like emotionally, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I this is not my pick, but I'm a George Kittle simp this week. And yeah, you are seeing Jesus. him at fifteen to one for two touchdowns is wild to me. That's not my pick though. I'm going way <laughs> bigger than that. Good. Tom Gores is a fucking scumbag, and the Pistons are not winning the title. I'm going big time on this one. I'm giving you guys a twenty-six to one bet, and I don't really like the over but the over might have to hit for this to hit I'm going each team with a touchdown and a field goal in each half 26 to 1. Wow so each half each half each team field goal touchdown 26 to 1. That seems nuts not every quarter not every quarter. Each half, yeah, I'm banging 26 that one. to one on the game. It's under your game specials, so you know what? You can go down, you can go from plus 2,000 to plus 4,900, and you can find that at 26 to one. If each team uh, scores a touchdown and kicks a field goal in each half, you can get it at 26 to one. Moody will fucking doink one in the fourth to fuck that up. He could. That could be part of my hail mary double doink long shot though it could be it could be but this is what we do at the detroit prop exchange we bring you value and we open your eyes to blind spots that you cannot see yep. with that we're going to open your eyes to our final final advice of the week disclaimer we are not financial advisors we do lose money sometimes doing this frank yes what is your game prediction you know, I feel like this
0: is one of those games where, uh, you know, last week, Baltimore, Kansas City, you kind of expect this high-flying aerial show, um, and it just didn't happen, and I feel like that kind of is been the story with Kansas City Chiefs in these big games. They're a lot less low, they're lower scoring than you would normally think. Yep. Um, the only reason... I am even considering the Niners to win this game at all is because of the gambling numbers. San Fran has been favored at two and a half this whole week. The money is pouring in 78% on the Kansas city chiefs. Um, it's the only reason I'm considering the 49ers, but I can't do it. I hate the 49ers and I truly don't think they're going to win this game. I can't watch that Baltimore chiefs game. And then the lions Ravens, the lions Niners game and say, that the Niners going to win that game. I'm going Kansas City Chiefs, 27-23, final.
1: Okay. Well, I am going to use my favorite saying that I always use. When it looks too easy, it is too easy for the other team. And I came out right after the NFC Championship, and we had our podcast, and I said, I don't know how the Chiefs can't win this game. I really don't know how they can't win this game. They look like the better team. They bend the better team through the playoffs. And then the money starts coming in. And then the money starts coming in more. And then the line starts moving in favor of the 49ers. And someone tweeted it out, and I cannot get it out of my head. This is a spitting image of a Super Bowl just a couple years ago when Tampa Bay and Kansas City played and all the money was on Kansas City and very few people gave Tampa Bay a chance and Tampa Bay absolutely boat raced Kansas City in that game. And I don't think it's going to be a boat race, but again, when it seems too easy, it is too easy. Take the other team. I've got the Niners unfortunately winning this game um, and I've got them winning a very similar score to you, 27 to 20. And Frank, just keep sports talk, keep sports television off because all you're going to hear after Brock Purdy wins a title is how he's the next Tom Brady because he was picked in the seventh round and he won a Super Bowl and he led his team and yada, yada, yada. Because you can't look at that Brock Purdy face, as you famously said earlier this podcast, you're going to be seeing that face a lot over the next month after the 49ers beat the Chiefs.
0: Uh, I hope not. That's all I got. I hope not I, either. I hope not because, yeah, I just, uh, no, I,
1: I can't believe that guy's in the Super Bowl. And I really I, hope not either, and I'm hoping maybe we, we can cue up Lou. I know Lou had a couple things that he wanted to give. Oh, yeah. For, his, uh, for his, his picks. Yeah. In the interim, while we fill it and while we bring it up, anything or what are you most looking forward to outside of the game? I know you're a Swifty.
0: Yeah, but I, but again, in this setting, not, you know, I don't need any of that i have a swift uh chiefs jersey no i don't okay uh i i don't i what am i looking forward to in this game are you
1: looking forward to usher at all no my
0: wife is uh i mean usher's fine like i i don't i have nothing against usher he doesn't you know, nothing will ever top, you know, the Eminem-Dre mm-hmm. halftime performance. Uh, what about Taylor Swift at halftime? Taylor Swift would be awesome, but she, I mean, if we want to get into it, you know, the, the Super Bowl has been, at the NFL has been asking Taylor to do the Super Bowl for a long time. Yep. She turns it down because it's, like, almost below her at this point. But they say, okay, we got something bigger. Why don't you date Travis for this whole year? We'll make you the face of <laughs> Pfizer. We'll make you the face of TV. We'll make you the face of State Farm. These are all the three biggest contributors to the NFL. Everyone knows that. Taylor Swift has brought in more female viewers Than anyone could in the entire world. She has a new album dropped coming in April, and then she starts her world tour. To me, you know, Chiefs win this Super Bowl. They ride off into the sunset. They break up by the end of March. She goes on her tour with this whole new album, and they have a great deal in place for whatever the hell this charade was this whole season. But that's just that's just my opinion. Okay, that is that has nothing to do with anything else um this
1: super bowl i'm just looking forward to it being over so we can start getting ready for the nfl draft hey that's fair as fair i'll tell you what i'm least looking forward to the commercials and the talk around the commercials after the super bowl <laughs> stop I got my face in my phone during commercial breaks. I'm fucking working during this Super Bowl. Live lines, what's going to happen next drive. I don't got time to see the Clydesdales from Budweiser. I don't have time to have a QR code pinging around the screen. I got to look at plus 300 for Justin Watson to pass a catch a pass next drive so that's what I'm least looking forward to is oh this commercial was funny yeah don't bring it up to me because I'm not going to know because I'm not going to watch one damn commercial what I'm most looking forward to is just Vegas I want to see Vegas and what that looks like what the spectacle looks like Vegas has always been synonymous with the Super Bowl because it's the biggest gambling day. You now mesh the two together. What does that scene look like? Yeah. That's like the moon hitting the sun.
0: I just, the one issue I have with, not the one issue, I've been bitching about the Super Bowl this whole show, but like I, Joe Burrow has said it, and I I think I've said it on this show before, Joe Burrow said the Super Bowl to him felt like a dinner party. <laughs> and that's why I think the biggest issue is with the Super Bowl and the NFL because you have these uh, AFC and NFC championship games, and they're in the respective stadiums of whoever it is, and the actual fans are there, and it's bonkers. It's crazy. It's going berserk. We saw how nuts it was at the end of the San Fran game. Obviously, we saw all the, the playoff games at Ford Field leading up to that game. But when you get to the Super Bowl, the cheapest ticket for the last row is $7,000 thousand dollars you're not getting those type of fans you're not even getting fans of the teams that are there they are going there as a social hangout whatever you want to call it business thing because they have to be there Joe Burrow said it was so silent in there you could hear the players like talking on both sides and that's just a, like an issue I have with the Super Bowl in general is that mm-hmm. like for the biggest game of the year it's arguably like one of the least rowdy games that's going on so while i do agree with you it does sound nuts and i bet you the streets and outside the stadium will be bonkers inside like you know these are very very wealthy people you it, know it's sipping a, it's tea a business crumpet. meeting yes
1: it's a business meeting. It's a corporate meeting at that point, and I agree with you. The people we were boots on the ground with all season, yeah. Unfortunately, they get priced out of it. Yeah. they're the real fans. I, I, sorry. I looked at my text. Lou's texting us, and I, I thought it was something important, or he had something to add value. And he like, catch the shit bandit. He's like, look at this hat I bought, and he's got some dumbass beach hat with a strap on it. So a strap on, like a strap on it. Like oh one got of those it. like little like strings underneath. <laughs> you know, he has like twenty of those uh, yeah that's what I, the, the guy if you want just start his clip because I, i'm gonna all try right. to catch up to what he's trying to he's calling me hermano too
0: why is he, why is he doing that i i don't know the all guy right, thinks the, he's i got the
1: mic off the holder here
0: so let's uh let's get pizos this was pizos insight on the super bowl since he wasn't able to be here i am looking for our chat right now there it is okay all right here we go Got all the selfies. All right.
3: Hola, que paso, mi hermanos, from Detroit. I miss you, boys. Welcome back. Uh, buenos tardes, first of all. It's good afternoon for you, fucking sheep out there who don't know Spanish. But, uh, ice cold couldn't leave the boys hanging on super bowl weekend i had to come in with a couple picks live i am going with the kansas city chiefs this weekend boys give me the chiefs winning this one 31 28 i think it's another close one i'm done with San fran squeaking out these close games they can go fuck themselves yep. chiefs win on the money line chiefs win with the points too obviously uh pacheco this guy's gonna go fucking wild Packers rush for over 130. Lions rush for over 180. It's really fucking that easy. Grandpa Don't Jones. overthink this one. Give me tails on the coin toss. I got the blue Gatorade being splashed on Andy Reid at the end of this one. And then a couple fun parlays here just Ooh, to keep we an like eye fun. on. Give me Kelsey, two touchdowns. Iuke over 60 receiving. And Yuschek over 25 yards receiving. That one's... Plus 5,500. Five, 5, He's had a, Your couple, boys had a couple margaritas. Yeah. Bear with me. And uh, I love check over 25 yards receiving at plus 500. That is a fucking mortal. Put that one in. If you want to be a little safer, go ahead and take Kansas City plus two. McCaffrey over 40 yards receiving. Kittle over 50 yards receiving. And Pacheco over 70 Sounds yards safe. rushing. That one's plus 1,200. Let's get after it enjoy it soak it in
0: baby god bless
1: go say for 12 to 1 yeah you guys
2: you guys got all that you guys
0: rip all that down honestly great video so i just want to describe what i'm looking at during that video uh it's like pizo's on the most the the background looks like a zoom like a fake zoom background that's how like the beach looks i mean it looks awesome i don't know what he's wearing he has like a satchel on he's like what is that what i I have no idea So he has like a satchel on but i think the funniest part of this is is like i've kind of won i was i I have this like wing wheel podcast hat Mm -hmm. that sits on the fridge and i was kind of wondering where the hell it went and uh i'm watching this video of him in mexico and he's he's wearing it so (laughs) i think that's just pretty good that he took the hat from from the office you deserve it big lou enjoy the vacation we'll see when you get back So yeah, that's it. That's the Super Bowl. Um, You know, and I'm sorry if I bummed anybody out about it. Uh, I just, I mean, what the fuck? The Lions were on the doorstep, and I think they're better than both teams. And I hate Purdy's face, so um, it's tough for me. So uh, we'll move on from the Super Bowl. Uh, Hope everyone that is excited for it, if you're into usher, all that, you know, have a good time. Red Wings. Kind of wild week. You know, Lions get eliminated. We're done with the Lions, and then the Wings go on the All Star break, and they're on a nine day break before another game. Uh, so we're kind of just sitting tight. NHL All Star game happened. DeBrinket had a, a big a, game, a hell of a um, hell of a weekend, yeah. 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 You know, three goals, three three assists, and one of them being a game winner. I'll be honest, I did not watch much of this. Uh, the NHL All Star game, I think, has just lost a little. Allure for me. I feel like it, when we were kids, it was like the coolest thing in the world. There's always like four Red Wings in it, and there's hardest shot and fastest skater. And um, I don't know. It just, and maybe it's just getting older and you just, you're not as interested in it. But um, to me, it's just like Debrinket was picked like months ago to be our all star. There's no way he would actually be our all star. It would probably be, you know, Larkin. But uh, I'm hoping for Debrinket that this was a confidence boost skate that he was able to put in three goals three assists, hang out with all the boys, you know, put on a nice show. His kid was there, just had another kid. Mm-hmm. Um, saw that,
1: congratulations. Yeah,
0: so I'm hoping, uh, you know, it lights a little fire under his ass because coming out of this break, man, we are in a dead-locked race with about, uh, you know, five to seven or eight other teams. So yep. I think this now, coming out of this All-Star break, we have a lot of road games. It's not going to be an easy schedule. Uh, this is where Lalone really needs to uh, earn his keep. This is when he's got to dig in, motivate these guys, and we got to win some tough games. And you're doing it with uh, our third string goaltender, who is now the starter. Uh, I, he's definitely earned it. He definitely is the starter, but you never know when that can go cold. And you got to get production out of your big dogs. Patrick Kane's coming back. He's been producing, but we haven't been winning when he's in the lineup. Got to start winning these games. Huge push. Absolutely. Need to do whatever you can to make the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, I and I did tune in a little bit to the All Star weekend. I kind of liked the NHL All Star weekend. It's not gimmicky like the NBA, where like it's the best one there. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like, oh hey, if I have a prop now in the slam dunk contest, you win. It's not the best dunk, like. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't, you can't prop out McDavid zooming around the ice and being the fastest right. skater. So I think they've done a pretty good job with it. And and like you mentioned, to bring it, great weekend. Hopefully that carries over into the second half of the season. I did the numbers. We are on pace for 95 points this year. Eighth seed last year was 91 points. Yep. So we're big math guys this episode. That means we're on pace to make the playoffs right now. Yeah,
0: and I believe... Pull up the tape, Mike. Just kidding, you don't have it. Um, at the start of the season, I predicted 7th seed, 94 points. You did. I believe was the prediction. You did. So it's been a roller coaster. I mean, I didn't think we'd win 9 and lose 9 and win 9 and lose 9, but we're right here. We're right in the thick of it. Toronto just lost last night coming out of the break. Um, it's right there for the taking, and you just got to take it.
1: And, and I think what we have to do is kind of – like take a breath because we're coming out of this break we have the canucks at home Mm -hmm. and then we do a west coast trip which i believe includes the canucks it includes edmonton who's what 116 straight they just lost last to vegas last night they lost so it snapped at 15 i mean you've got some tough tough games coming up in these next two weeks 10 days um but i'm interested to see what we do at the deadline Mm -hmm. you know we not just the red wings but every Detroit team has been a seller at the deadline for many years now. Do we have a stockpile of assets? Mm -hmm. We've drafted very well these last couple of years. That's part of the ISER plan is you get these young players, you keep them overseas, you get them in your system, and then we're going to be good in three to four years. Do we make a move, not that we're going to trade Casper or any of our top prospects, but do you think there's a chance we make a move knowing that, hey, we can get into the playoffs and – Seeding is the least important in the NHL out of yep. any of the four major sports. Absolutely, uh, yeah, and I think Eiserman's going to keep
0: that open till the very last minute of the deadline. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how it progresses. You know, I'm sure he's got names and ideas in the back of his head, but if
1: we're there and there's a chance to make it, he'll. I think he'll strike. Okay, can we make a deal? Yeah, if um, the Red Wings make the Eastern Conference Finals, me and producer Mike get the keys to the office and uh we get to work here all week the week of the eastern conference finals since you'll be out of town yeah
0: absolutely and yeah mike has and uh
1: one disclaimer um (laughs) you buy me eastern conference finals tickets and i'll do coverage from there (laughs) and jerry we uh we uh put it on the company credit card
0: yeah we'll see um who knows because if they're in the eastern conference finals (laughs) and i have this vacation planned you know we might be filing for some divorce because uh yeah, there's going to be some conflict of interest between my marriage and the wings.
1: You might be exercising the trip insurance. Yes, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Which we just, funny, we just purchased that like yesterday.
1: Oh uh, Well, team that's going to be going on a trip here soon to Cancun or somewhere warm is the Pistons. They're gutless. They're god-awful. Probably the last time we'll talk about them this week because they're just so putrid and the only news that we'll have left is the trade deadline. Saw they made some lateral moves here today, trading Monty Morris, getting a young stretch four from Utah. I can't even pronounce his name. Apologize for that. Uh, In all that, we do not have a second round pick until 2027. That is the next three years uh, for anyone counting. And we still owe the Knicks a first round draft pick so with that detroit any pistons fans i don't know if there's any left at this point because tom gores is such a scumbag but with that um we hope we can only hope that we trade alex burks and or bojan bogdanovich tomorrow to get some of our depleted draft capital back that's all i have yeah i i have nothing i mean uh, my 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 mom's husband is a season ticket holder he's got the vip club to every game oh my god and at this point it would be tough for me to take those tickets for free without a doubt um uh, not because i couldn't eat and drink all night for free but because i got to sit there and sulk and be miserable and just just contribute to a scumbag for two and a half hours uh the scumbag meters at six six yes okay gotcha and do i get like a negative one because i I called him not a scumbag in our bet uh i wasn't counting those okay gotcha good i I believe that was a title yeah gotcha i could have lost count but it's somewhere in there gotcha long and short have some fucking pride would you amen fucking a
0: um all right well i did well actually i didn't tell jerry that we were doing recording again tonight but he's sniffed it out. So I'm just the worst at telling him, I'll be honest. But he's great. Sent the over-under list. So let's wrap up Fizz 140, as we always do with over-under. Channy, we'll start with you because you're the only one. Well, Mike's here, but he's you know you get it.
1: Number one, <laughs> Super Bowl Media Week. Super Bowl Media Week is overrated. There's so much media coverage now with social media. Like It was a big thing when you didn't have so many outlets able to get news so much, be able to be so personal with the athletes and get to know them. Now it's just, it seems like a waste. It seems like fluff. Let these guys, let these guys practice for the game. Let these guys prepare for the game. I don't need them sitting on the field, talking to the media for two to three straight days, overrated.
0: Uh, I'm going to say underrated because if the Lions were in the Super Bowl, it would probably be so awesome to just hear all the stories of all the players. And, I mean, this is the pinnacle of so many people's career, and you just get so much inside access to them. And, like – I feel like this is what you're paid to do. Like, I feel like this is kind of just part of being in the Super Bowl. Like, it's not just the opponent on the other side. It's not just to win a championship. Like, you got to survive this whole fucking media firestorm. Your family's reaching out, friends, all that stuff. I feel like it just adds to the allure and the pressure of being in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's just part of it. Underrated. Uh, number two, we'll snake it. So I'm up, and no pun intended on this snake it one. But number two, the Drake leak um i assume this is talking about there is a video going around of uh, his, of drake's dick
2: mm-hmm.
0: is it is he is he beating it is he swinging it i haven't seen it i, saw I haven't God.
2: seen
1: it either to be honest Yeah, so With i haven't
0: you. seen it i don't know i've heard in the group chat that he's either he's he's hacking it or he's swinging it i don't know but either way i've heard it's it's a it's a large he is a large uh unit okay. i've heard it's a large unit Um, I feel like that's good press for Drake, whether it was accidental or not supposed to be either way. His large unit is now up there, which I'm guessing increases his stock with uh, his female fans. I'll say underrated. Good, Good for you, Drake. Underrated.
1: Yeah, I guess anytime you're swinging your unit around and getting some good publicity from it, I mean... We could only we could only hope here at champagne that, PR that was the PR 101. <laughs> yeah. My unit leaks, bad
0: PR. <laughs> Drake's unit's out there, good PR. I'm gonna say underrated as well. Great. I wish Pisa was here for that one. Yeah. We should call him. Uh number three, Baja Blast from Taco Bell. Whew. We snaking it? Yeah, it's you. Oh. I just went. okay. Twice in a row.
1: Got gotcha. Right? Yes, okay, we'll do that, yep. Uh, Baja Blast, underrated. Wow. I love Baja Blast, but I've got a hack for you all at home. We're off the Detroit Prop Exchange, but we're still giving you value on this podcast. If you want to make your own homemade Baja Blast, Blue Powerade, and Mountain Dew, mix them together, you have your own homemade Baja Blast, underrated. Wow. I feel like Baja Blast is toted as
0: like just the absolute goat of fast food pops uh and i just i'm not that into it i don't think it's that great i don't remember the last time i ordered a baja blast but then again you're talking to a guy who gets like unsweetened iced tea so that's lame in its own right baja blast overrated coming from a lame ass who gets unsweetened iced tea so um, I'm making myself seem real cool with this over-under Just start here. swinging your unit. Yeah, you'll my, get small, yeah, my yeah. small penis <laughs> and my unsweetened iced teas. Um, all right, number four, Apollo Creed. Um, Apollo Creed, uh, RIP, just passed away. What's the actor's name? Do you know, Mike? Yeah, uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, uh, RIP to the legend. Like, and he's in active commercials right now with Gronk, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say underrated, out of respect for Apollo Creed. I'll be completely honest, and this is one of those like embarrassing things to admit. I haven't seen all the Rockies, and I haven't seen the new Creeds or any or uh, I haven't seen the new Creeds, uh, which I feel like is uh, yeah, I feel like that's something to be embarrassed of. But uh, I'll say underrated just to be a sheep about it.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say underrated as well. I haven't seen the newest Creed. I think Creed two, but I have seen Creed. And one of the best fictional characters of all time, Apollo Creed, like, I feel like he was a real guy. You know, he's so Mm well-known. Like, you you think he's a real guy, and that's partially because of the Rocky movies and partially because of how good Carl Withers was being Apollo Creed. Uh, Former football player, which is what I found out. So, uh, RIP to Carl Withers. Weathers. 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 Apollo Creed, underrated.
0: I love it. All right, number five, Channy. National Anthem over under prop
1: bet over or underrated? I mean, there there cannot be an overrated bet in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is all about betting and betting crazy lines that aren't put out the rest of the year. This is a sicko's haven this Sunday. Everybody enjoy it, take it in. I know it's a little salty this year, but hey, it only comes around once a year and you can only get this much action on your book once a year, underrated for any bet in the Super Bowl.
0: So I will say uh, the national anthem over under prop bet, if they have like these deals going on, you know, deposit $5, get 150 free bet or whatever the hell it is. Uh, If you don't bet, this is an absolutely exhilarating bet to take, especially if it's close to the number. Um, And it's always really dicey of when the song actually ends on that last note uh i've taken this a few times and it's a lot of fun to watch especially if you have the whole room in on it and you have opposing sides Mm -hmm. um it's a fun one to take so check that out and if you don't know what the hell if you're not a gambler and you don't know what the national anthem over under prop that is they put a time of how long the national anthem will be and whatever that time is if it's over or under that's what you're picking on
1: uh are you pulling it up right now i'm pulling up who was singing it and it's reba mcintyre got it yeah. Okay. So I don't know how long it is for the actual prop bet. Let's but see if we got one. I, I'm I'm reading the article here. Jerry catching us off guard with this. We I mean, didn't we ha- should know this. We didn't have it on the Detroit Prop Exchange. Um I'm looking to see okay Super Bowl national anthem
0: over under for Reba McIntyre has been set at one minute and thirty point five seconds. Wow, that seems seems short. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's not like a maybe she's not like a boomer type. Yeah. She doesn't like, you know, stretch it out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm taking the over. <laughs> she's fucking she's gonna be hanging out. I know it. She's gonna soak in the moment. Alright, well that's it. Episode one forty five. Um, before we sign off, want to let everyone here know about the champagne showcase. It is year three of the tournament. It is held at Clark park, which is an outdoor ice arena. I call it the best hidden gem in Detroit. Beautiful scene. We get four hockey teams out there, but it's not about that at all. It's about getting together, hanging out with friends, um, and raising money for the clark park coalition uh so like i said clark park is a beautiful outdoor ice arena with lights and ice a zamboni and boards and all that and they always need funding to help keep that uh park alive so we hope host the champagne showcase uh we take donations we have raffles it's a good time we're hanging out eating drinking and so that is Friday, February 23rd from 6 to 10 p.m. If you got nothing going on, come hang out with us, throw $10 in the bucket, give back to a good cause, and you guys can hang out with us all night. So hope to see you in a couple of weeks on Friday, February 23rd at the Champagne Showcase. Um, and that is it. That is episode 140. Please share this with your friends, family, and everyone in between so we can keep growing this
1: thing. And we will see you next week. Enjoy it, sickos. Have a great Sunday.
2: See you.